In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partners in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Does it really count if it's a crime in Canada? Uh, wow. Crimes. They just are I mean... super nice when they arrest people. <laughs> like, hey... Hey, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. Let's go down to the station here. Um, <laughs> speaking of Canada, also joining us, our RCMP partner from up north, JLB. What's going on, man? Well, I am certainly offended. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm s- yes, yes, you, you should be sorry. But I will not accept your apology because I am the unapologetic Canadian. Oh, get out there, hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, good guys. You know, same old, same old. Um, just you know, living the dream, staying at home. I guess <laughs> you know, living the dream. And hey, you uh, you guys are getting an asshole out of office tomorrow. So congratulations to you guys. Hey, thirty seconds in the podcast already got political. I'm sure DA Fabe likes that. So tired of all of it. Jesus, it's Before not political. Before we get into it's everything. Not- we will remind everyone that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network, so make sure to check out the other shows on the network at tatnusco.com. If you are new to this show, the premise is simple. We're going to take turns challenging the others to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We do not discuss them in advance, so it's entirely off the cuff and um, hopefully more entertaining that way. Knock on wood. Um, I would also like to remind everyone to make sure to click that like or share or subscribe button, whatever you see on your little computer device in front of you. Um, that helps us out more than you know. And uh, the more people who listen to this, the better things are going to be. You can also head over to patreon.com slash rawandorderwbu to support us there or to our merch store at shop.spreadshirt.com slash rawandorderwbu. Um, those go a long way to help. Make sure that we can continue to provide this content. Don't you know? Don't you know? Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, let's go ahead and get into the fantasy booking. I feel like and... I just, I, uh, your oh, yeah, oh, yeah, just became a, uh, a Canadian porn. That was a little awkward. Uh, better than French porn, where they go, wee, 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 wee. <laughs> Technically, oh, it's not like, oh, mon dieu, oh. commercial hashtag still not sponsored i will legitimately confess to one time when i was younger accidentally turning on a french porn not accidentally turning on a porn i intentionally turned on a porn it was accidentally a french porn and i was fine with it until the woman started saying we 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 Couldn't do it anymore. I was done. <laughs> uh, and uh, now that we've lost all of the females in our listening audience, both of them, um, <laughs> we will get on to the fantasy wrestling booking. 
Uh, DA Fabe volunteered to go first off air, so let's see what he's got in store for us. Well, this, this, there's a dual reason behind this, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you guys fantasy book um, something that has a little bit to do with our off air conversation, um, not the political parts, because again, I'm so over that shit. Um, I was over it a lot, but I. That's something that has a little bit to do with last night's Raw. Um, we record these on Tuesdays, as, as a lot of people know. Um, and so we record it right after Raw. Um, and and also a little something to do with a certain Disney Plus television show that just recently came out, which also reflects on some of our conversations we have off air. Other times, a little something called WandaVision. So um, you're going to make your own straight-to-television show. Um, you can do a television show, you can do a movie, you can choose whichever one you want. I'd like to see one from each of you, that'd be really cool. Uh, but anyway, and you're going to choose three wrestlers that you think that that would help put over in the wrestling industry. Um, and you're going to fantasy book it. So, much like last night, how Alexa Bliss is a little bit different of a character, um, and much like WandaVision is a different spin on... Um, a Marvel uh, set of characters and much like uh, straight to TV uh, movies like uh, Hillary Duff did in order to do whatever or Haley Duff did in order to do Napoleon Dynamite which was actually the conversation we had off air today um, together. damn <laughs> what's that you just put everything together well done good sir yeah much like all those things that, that are coming together uh, and the only reason it's wrestling related is because we're going to make you use wrestlers and Alexa Bliss again changed up her character a little bit last night. Um, so go for it. Make your own straight to TV movie or television show. I'm hoping one of you does one of each, but uh, uh, pick three wrestlers and and help them build their wrestling career with this show. Not their movie career, but their wrestling career with this show. Well, see, that last stipulation is where it kind of falls apart because um, I don't know any wrestler who successfully built their wrestling career off of movies. Um, Kevin Nash? Kevin Nash did most of his movies after his wrestling career, and even the few that he did before his wrestling career did not lead to him becoming more popular in wrestling. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No one knew it was him. Yeah, we didn't have IMDb back then. Yeah, until 20 years later when we're like, oh, that was Kevin Nash? Huh. I guess you're going to have to be better than the movie producers that exist that make those guys now. Yeah, and oh. not a mechanical spider in a film. Yeah, going to have to be better than John Peters? Yeah, much <laughs> So, So here it is. It's John Cena, and he's got to fight a giant mechanical spider. <laughs> and he can't wear a cape. <laughs> no case. It's the sequel to Eight-Legged Freaks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> so this is, I mean this challenge really can be crap it can be wonderful I, I want to give you guys freedom because I really gave you a crap challenge last week I want to give you freedom uh, to really just kind of do what you need to do with this uh, but make something special I, I we could have focused on Royal Rumble and I'm sure we will we could have focused on uh, impact or crossovers and I'm sure we will um, but for this one it's kind of a crossover even, but eh, it's really just your freedom to to take the WWE version of a Olsen twins younger sibling and make a television show. That's from Scarlet Witch. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. 
right when you had mentioned this, I instantly my my thoughts went to a TV show, and it's it's gonna be a cheap version of almost like so I just said to so I had basically Otis as your main character. I oh, had envisioned. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's Tucky. <laughs> Tucky apparently will not be in it though. He, however, is going to be alongside Chad Gable, and they are going to be the stupid cops. So it's going to be almost like a Super Troopers kind of deal, but it's more of like uh, Super Troopers or like the good guys sort of thing, where they're two patrol officers doing almost like ride-alongs and whatever have you, and it's just going to take you through their uh whatever their story it's gonna be more of obviously a comedy show i feel like chad gable has humor in him but there's gonna be so many short jokes as well within the show it's gonna be funny and their boss however wants to try to get them fired because she is embarrassed by them and who will be the boss of this stupid force well guys it's gonna be none other than lacey evans I thought you were going to go with the boss. I really did. (laughs) Oh, really? I don't know. She doesn't need any more hype to be big. Um, But I think those three definitely do need some sort of a push. Um, And I feel like Lacey Evans would play a good mean character in terms of trying to get these guys fired. Otis is just going to be hilarious. And I feel like we got to get Chad Gable out of his shell and putting them putting him with Otis would do that um, in a TV show related scripted storyline and not in a freaking I'm the FML Otis I will teach you the ways of wrestling because I really don't care with what they're doing there so make them cops make Otis the long-standing cop oh yeah make Otis the lens long-standing cop and the and Chad Gable just starting off fresh out of the force. So he's kind of the rookie, if you will. So Otis is kind of teaching him the ropes of being a stupid cop. And uh, throughout the entire series, Lacey Evans is trying to get uh, them kicked out of her office or police force. And it will not be in black and white like WandaVision. Although, hmm, no, it will not be in black and white. Um... And yeah, that's that's what I'm going with. I just, for some reason, Otis came to my mind right away because I think Otis can be very entertaining, almost like a cable guy character, if you will, but perhaps a little less rednecky. Um, and yeah, that's uh, and I just feel like Lacey Evans needs a needs something else besides Ric Flair's uh, Ric Flair's main squeeze at the moment. So. Uh, hopefully this show gets popular and then fans start liking them and then they can actually do something worthwhile on wrestling TV again. So what uh, happens in the pilot? So in the pilot, basically, Otis uh, Otis comes back from vacation, realizes his partner has left. So he's there stranded alone, doesn't know what to do. He's all sad, eating his, eating his, uh, eating his turkey sandwich. That's that's how uh, Tucky's gonna get uh, in <laughs> eating his turkey sandwich, and Lacey Evans comes up to him and says, "I am gonna put you uh, 
just basically calls him a fat disgrace and doesn't even know why he decided to come back from vacation uh, and just should have just left the force 10 years ago when he initially started. So he's been there for quite some time. Uh, so to punish him, she is going to put him up with this rookie cop um, called Shorty Jeffrey. E for Shorty Cop. Uh, uh, Shorty Shorty, uh, Shorty G, uh, Officer, uh, Officer Shorty G, uh, and yeah, so she thinks this is gonna end up, you know, ruining him because Otis is kind of fed up of being in the police force, but he has to teach this. Not fed up, but he's just, you know, he's been there for so long, he's kind of tired of being a patrol officer, and now he has to teach this new kid the ropes. Um, but he ends up. He ends up being as careless as Otis is now. Um, so they just end up being the two worst cops, or careless, not worst cops, but careless cops in the police force. And throughout the entire series, there's always a, there's always a mess up that happens where Lacey Evans is trying to get them fired. Similar to, I guess, something like a Bad Boys or um, a Bad Boys or a Lethal Weapon, where the chief of police is always pissed off at them for something and is always threatening kind of to get them fired because they're just not following the rules but in this case they just do a lot of dumb shit because otis doesn't care and officer g gable just doesn't know any better all right fair enough straight to the wwe network we have (laughs) stupid cops with otis don't know his last name (laughs) Dozovich Otis Yeah Otis, Gable And Evans Stupid cops I hope you have something better Officer Smarks Sorry I'm writing Give me a second If this is on The Network We know that Vince Listen (laughs) Okay So I Am going to go uh, In the spirit Of the challenge Saying um, Both a TV And a movie This is going to be A coordinated effort but it's also going to be a shit show. Okay. All right. <laughs> so the movie is going to be an updated remake of Three Men and a Baby. Okay. Um, here's why it's coordinated, though. The movie is going to feature more established names. So um, in the role of the handsome of the three men, we've got John Cena. Established, already established with movies. All that great. Uh, the manly butch guy bobby rude the smart roommate daniel bryan the love interest that they all kind of fight over while at the same time having to raise a baby charlotte flair the evil social worker trying to trap them to take the baby away will be bobby lashley the lawyer working with the evil social worker baron corbin and the plucky comic relief friend r-truth <laughs> Storyline-wise, it's going to follow effectively the uh, three-minute-baby slash Big Daddy concept, you know? Okay. Uh, baby dropped off. They don't know which one of the the father, which one of the guys is the actual father because they all somehow or another slept with the mom at one point or another. Um, they have to raise the baby while maintaining their lifestyles. Handsome John Cena um, is kind of a... a a uh, well-to-do playboy around town sort of a guy, always going out with different girls. Manly Bobby Roode is is focused on on his body. He's always working out and going to the gym and all that stuff. 
and Daniel Bryan playing the smart one. We'll say investment banker, focusing on money, earning all of that stuff. Um, the real tie-in, however, is then after the movie comes out with the big names as the super successful movie that it's going to be starring John Cena, Bobby Roode, and Daniel Bryan with Charlotte Lashley, Corbin, and R-Truth in it. The TV show, of course, can't keep that budget up. It will be the sequel, Three Men and a Little Lady TV show, following the continuing expo uh, exploits of Handsome, now played by The Miz, because uh, he's already followed John Cena in another movie series. Why, why not? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Manly, I think I think a big guy like Dijakovic, a.k.a. T-Boz. Bar. 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 T-Bar. Um... Could do it all. That one I'm not 100% certain on. There's other people. I was also thinking um, Drew McIntyre for that one, okay. but I, 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 that could go either way. Uh, the smart one, if Daniel Bryan's playing it in the movie, then Drew Gulak has to play it in the TV show. Yes! <laughs> it's just the way it works there. Love interest is a little tougher because there are a whole lot of blonde bombshells that could take Charlotte's place on on the the movie on the tv version of it but i think um just from her range alexa bliss showed this week um i think she she would fit best as this plus just uh in my brain the dichotomy of tall charlotte flair uh in the movie and then little tiny alexa bliss in the tv show cracks me up and i love the idea that you're taking bobby Roode as the established star <laughs> potentially uh uh, Drew McIntyre as the that was literally what stopped me from doing it because I'm like it's not like Bobby Roode's been around a whole lot longer than Drew McIntyre that's tough there that's why I went with Dijakov that was the breaking point there Fair enough. but uh evil social worker uh Lashley could do it because he's not as established as some of these other ones are but I think Keith Lee uh showing his range here and playing against type as evil would be Perfect there. Uh, instead of Corbin for the lawyer, we're going to go with Dolphy Ziggs because, I don't know, I think he fits that. And Plucky Comic Relief will be Big E. Um, I, I think, like, friend slash apartment neighbor. Uh, so you can have the the um, guy just walks in Kramer sort of moments with him. <laughs> um, but plot line, like I say, is going to be continue. As of uh, the three men and a little lady part, though, it it goes a little bit more towards um, my three dads sort of territory or my two dads, the uh, 90s sitcom. I don't know if anyone else remembers that. Uh huh. Um, so my two dads, it goes a little bit more to that where now it's. It's less about will we get to keep her and more about how the hell do we raise this little girl? We don't know shit about raising a girl. We're three bachelors. Paul Reiser in that? Uh, yeah, Paul Reiser and uh, God, the guy with a beard. But I can't. I, I know he went off and he did some other stuff, but he was never. I mean, not like Paul Reiser got to be super famous, but yeah. uh, but he did get to be famous enough. I remember his name exactly. Uh, but that. That is my pitch for it. And, you know, like I said, you can't expect them to have the same um, level of casting for for the made-for-TV show. So so they had to cut corners at that point. But it's basically so, the same thing. Like John Cena and The Miz, you put them in a mirror, you can't tell them apart. Shut up. 
Well, we can't see one of them, so I don't know. We probably could. Can't see one. I like it. I like it. Hugh yeah. can't see me. <laughs> I still haven't watched that. I gotta. I definitely have to still watch that. The, uh, so I threw a little extra at at JLB. I'm gonna throw a little extra at you. What is it that Big E does on every episode to be Kramer esque? Well. You know, of course, like I say, the the big reason you say Kramer-esque is because he just walks in um, to the their apartment all the time. I think, I think, unlike Kramer, whose whole gimmick is he walks in the door different every time. I think um, this one can be more like he's always raiding their fridge and just making like giant sandwiches out of their food and then going home. Why don't you guys have any pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just going, hey guys, what's going on? And they're like, oh, we're just really trying to figure out how to do this new common core math. Like, oh yeah, man, that's really tough here. Where's your mayo? <laughs> well, what do you need mayo for? Never mind, found it. <laughs> hey guys, remember, didn't didn't we have some roast beef in here? Yeah, we had like a whole half pound of it fresh from the deli. Oh, we don't need more. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I, uh, well, I, I wanted to be... Not- no longer Captain Negative Nelly, so I decided to take that one. That was a little fun. Thank you, guys. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> now, the real question is, would you tune in? Would you go to the movie theaters for Three Men and Baby, starring John Cena, Bobby Roode, Daniel Bryan, and Charlotte? Uh, not during COVID, no. <laughs> Post-COVID. Post-COVID. Um, well, it was it was straight it was straight to DVD, wasn't it? So so I, I guess I'm going to go to a streaming service for it. Okay. Now, would you then uh, subscribe to Hulu to watch Three Men and a Little Lady starring The Miz, Dijakovic, and Drew Gulak, and Alexa Bliss? Probably. <laughs> so that's kind of my thought process. Even though the bankable, the air quotes bankable stars are on uh, Three Men and a Baby, I think Three Men and a Little Lady has the better potential in the long run. Oh, absolutely. I mean, here's the deal. A and E wouldn't have kept. Is it A and E that has Ms. and Mrs.? I mm, thought that was also still on USA. Okay. Well, whatever yeah. it is, wouldn't keep Ms. and Mrs. If people weren't tuning in for it, and I can promise you, less wrestling fans are tuning in for that than are in, than other people. So, um, or Total Bellas. I can almost guarantee most wrestling fans aren't tuning in to Total Bellas. Yeah. Yep. You got me there. So there is some some ability to push there. The problem is that they typically do it with, you know, like Miz. Miz really is pushing towards a a non-wrestling career. Um, the Bellas have been pushing for that for years. Um, Maurice has been out of the ring since 12, so eight years now, 12 or 13, somewhere in there. Um, and so, you know, with, with those particular ones... I think if you put together either one of those shows and they're entertaining, um, and I think you could pull that off. You guys actually pick people who could easily be entertaining. I think yeah, I, I think you could have a lot of fun with that, especially if you can throw in some wrestling. Like, you have Dijak and Keith Lee on the same show. Um, it's really easy to suddenly have them, I don't know, powerbomb each other. Yeah, I was also even thinking of like my other one that I initially thought was uh, Lacey's Angels or Evan's Angels, where Ooh. she's actually the lead of her three angels, which will be men. And I was thinking of actually Otis being in that. And then yeah. we also... <laughs> all chubby guys, 
all chubby guys. That's it. <laughs> they would be nowhere near as good as the. Who would be Bosley or Bosworth or whatever his name was? Well, it's Bosley. That's like the. That's isn't that Charlie? Oh no. Contact between Charlie and the. Yeah, Bosley oh. was the in between because you never actually saw Charlie on screen. He was just a disembodied voice. I, I feel like you need our truth in there. Our yeah, truth, the messenger. <laughs> that works. I'll take it. <laughs> Little Jimmy says. I mean, oh, Charlie. Lazy <laughs> Straight up. Oh. And uh, Lentezaba's just got to be in the in the in the film just because, or in the show just because. I don't know what just he'll do. Just because you've got a boner for Tazawa. I do. <laughs> Just because. <laughs> um, well, on that note, we will move on to uh, the next uh, fantasy booking uh, thing. And um, I'm going to go ahead and take this spot just because I saw some news just came across my phone that kind of plays in to um, my challenge to you guys. So uh, now the news that came across is I haven't watched tonight's episode of Impact Wrestling. I know some of the stuff that happened, but apparently I hadn't heard of this yet. Uh, Taya Valkyrie's contract with Impact Wrestling is apparently up. And they uh, finalized, finished a storyline that's been going on for a few months now, or a little over a month, uh, of who shot Johnny Bravo, revealing that Taya Valkyrie's character shot Johnny Bravo. And now she's going to jail for it. And they joked... Uh, that uh, if she's lucky, she will go to Jacksonville State Prison, which, of course, we know AEW is currently filming in Jacksonville. But if she's not lucky, for and for what she did, he thinks she'll probably end up at Stamford Correctional Facility, uh, which he joked will change a person's soul forever. Mm-hmm. And AC Romero joked that he, she hopes, hopes she doesn't end up at Baltimore, which is the headquarters of Ring of Honor. <laughs> so uh, they wrote her off. And I I have a theory as to where she goes. And I have a theory that it's also very fitting timing-wise. My theory what? is she when, ends up at the Royal Rumble, in the Women's Rumble. I was going to say, when's Johnny's contract up? He's got to have another two years on it. Yeah, he's got to have at least two more years or so, because he's only been back for about a year now. Yeah. Um, and he probably signed a three-year deal. That's their, what we hear their standard deal, although sometimes they do longer. And she's so, good to go straight to main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, she could win the Women's Royal Rumble. So that's that's my speculation, is that she's going to be a surprise entry in the Women's Royal Rumble in a little over two weeks, a little under two weeks, I guess, technically. Um, but so my challenge to you guys, my fantasy booking thing is not... Like, like last week where we did the entire Royal Rumble for the men, I'm not going to force you guys to do that. I want your dream surprise women's entry. Um, the only stipulations I have is these have to be actually potential options. So, like, China can't be a dream entry because she can't be an entry, you know? Um, but Tristratus could because she's legitimately still semi-active in wrestling. So I'm not even going to stipulate how many you do, but I want it to be multiple one way or another, right? Because we're talking about, I mean, keep in mind, it's a 30-woman rumble and the entire WWE women's roster isn't even 30 women, I think. I guess if you Mm. count 
uh, NXT, you might get up to 30. Oh, you'd get over 30. There's a lot of women. But uh, I'm just counting here right now. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 on Raw. You can get to 30. 15, so if they take, yeah, you can get to 30. But if you take Raw and SmackDown, they have 25. But that's using everyone, including ones that are out injured right now. So you get rid of the injured ones or uh, like Becky Lynch out for maternity leave. That puts you down to 22. Uh, You take out the current champions, puts you down to 19, including tag champions. Um, So there's there's a good amount of potential surprises. Now, yes, some of them can be NXT and uh, considering NXT is not by default included in Royal Rumble, they can count towards surprising. But but I want your dream surprises for the Royal Rumble. Um, And like I say, they have to be someone who would be able to do it. But contract wise doesn't matter. So you could have Nyla Rose show up in because this is your dream. You know what okay. I mean? Do I get to determine how they come in? Sure. You want it first or you want me first? Uh, go first. I need ideas. Um, so I have a couple of different options here. There's there's the quintessential Lita, Trish Stratus, all that stuff. Um, anytime Lita's on screen, I'm down. So that's always a plus. Um, but, but the one I would want to fantasy is the return of Ronda Rousey. Um, I would want Shayna Baszler to come in number two and literally stand in the ring by herself pretty much the entire match, eliminating people that quickly um, all the way to the end. And number 30, Ronda Rousey comes out. Shayna's tired. Um, I want Shayna to win it, too. <laughs> That's the other piece. Um, I want Ronda to come in, and and basically we get an over-the-top row match between those two, free of charge, 10 minutes of them working it in the ring, rolling out, um, and uh, and Shayna catches Ronda for the cure of you to clutch to get behind her, and rather than lay down and, and make her pass out, just spinning tosses her over the top rope with every ounce of energy she has and then falls down and just lays there like, ugh. Uh. And then Asuka gets her moment of the sun and comes out and goes, hey, you want this? <laughs> Since, you know, Ronda ruined hers. Um... That's what I that's what I really want. And Shannon doesn't have to stand in the ring for twenty nine competitors. It can be she could come in at seventeen and do that. But basically a cleared house for the last five minutes or last five entrants and Shannon's taking them on one on one and just toss them one after another after another. Some thirty seconds go by. She's got anywhere from five to thirty seconds uh, after she eliminates one that she waits. She just sits there and waits for somebody to come out. Um There's something about Shayna Baszler that has been so exceptionally good in NXT uh, when when she was down there with her dominance that I'd love to see it again. Um, Yeah. In fact, you could have the reunion of the four horsewomen and Shayna and Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir are in there, and that's when Ronda comes out. And you could have Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir eliminate Ronda and then step out over the top. Anything like that would be gold. I, I really think, and it's it's the way you can bring Ronda back for a one-off and not have to make Smarks and I want to want to um, not watch TV anymore because Ronda's on every week. Um, 
So that's that's if I was going to choose a particular character who I'd like to see come back or come over from another brand, um, man, Jordan Grace would be a lot of fun watching her dump Nia Jax on her head. It would be a lot of fun. Um, and I think Jordan Grace is capable of it. Ty Valkyrie's a lot of fun there. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of burnt out on Nyla Rose at this juncture just because her push was taken away in AE dubs, and I'm not really sure why, but it was. And so as much as a, of a Nyla fan as I was, great podcaster. You guys should go listen to her on the on the Tatnisco Podcast Network um, uh, in the Dice Box Slam. But uh, uh, I, I don't know that I'd want to see her in this match, with the exception of her versus Nia Jax for Nia Jax to get dumped on her head outside the ring. But um, I, I would take all of those. But the one I really want to see is Ronda lose coming in at the 30 spot to Shayna. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the only time I would like to see uh, Ronda come out too. Cause, or maybe even do a mix of four horsewomen. Obviously, Becky can't be there. But, uh, you know, have Charlotte somewhat involved as well. And then that's how you kind of maybe build up a force horsewoman thing for Mania. And I don't know how they would include Becky. But... Um, you know, have yeah, but that they really need to do though. Ronda versus Baszler though would be pretty awesome. They need to do something with Baszler, man, because what a waste of talent right now. Well, and I could also see Baszler being like to Jessamyn Duke and and uh, uh, Fear looking at him when Ronda's music plays and just telling him, go ahead and step out. You know, almost in a in a cocky, I'm gonna beat the crap out of this bitch for leaving and. They both jump over the top rope and get down because they're, you know, Shayna's Shana's girls. And uh, and then they just stand outside the ring and watch Ronda get bitch slapped by Shayna. <laughs> I would love it. I would love to see Ronda just take a beat down from Shayna Baszler. That's what I'd like. Yeah, I... Uh, it's the only way you're going to get me on board with Ronda Rousey ever coming back. And I don't think she's going to come back. Um, which is also kind of why I chose her because, I mean, she's she's like Britt Baker or Nyla Rose or Big Swole. Big Swole would be fantastic. Um, she's like all of those uh, except for um, she has more draw, but uh, I just, yeah, I, I want to see her get her ass kicked. There's a lot of fans who want to see her enjoy or see her win, so. Do you have somebody different? I mean, I, I mentioned a lot of names there. The real one I want is Ronda getting her ass kicked. Um... I, I don't know, man. I feel like maybe WWE might do something better with Nyla Rose. Okay. Uh, if we put her in as a surprise entrant. I don't know. I feel like they're not doing anything with her in AEW's. Uh, the whole Vicky Guerrero thing kind of just went flat. And their women's division is kind of meh. Um, at the same time, I would maybe like to see also Britt Baker make a, make a surprise entrant. Um, just cause then she can be with Adam Cole at least in the same thing. And I don't know, Britt Baker's great talent. I would love to see Britt Baker versus a flare match kind of thing. You know, them scrap it up. Uh, I, I feel like we might see Ronda though, man. I feel like that might be a thing, but no, it won't be. Here. I don't necessarily know if it will be for a WrestleMania. I don't know. Maybe not. Because they, what were they? They were talking to her last year, though, right? She went to the performance center and everything. Problem is, so, straight to the top. So you can't have her in the Royal Rumble without her winning the Royal Rumble. You know. Hmm. Okay. That's why I wanted to book it. I wouldn't if, if it was just you have to pick a person, and that's why I told Smarks, hey, 
I, I got to book it if I'm going to put in the person I want to put in. Because I do want to see her. I want to see her get her ass handed to me. And yes, I know she could hand my ass to me. I get it. That's what I want to <laughs> see. And I, just... Sorry, go ahead. I just want to see her uh, break the record for fastest elimination. It's one second, though, no? Yeah. I want <laughs> I want her eliminated faster. I thought it was like five seconds, technically. You want to see her lose faster? Yes. I want to see her get bludgeoned no, for I, five I I feel like her, she's been beaten before in matches in like legitimate MMA, but she has never been humiliated. And I want to see her humiliated. Fair enough. I I want to see her not even be competitive with Shayna Baszler. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean. I mean, my five five to ten minutes doesn't mean that I don't have Shayna Baszler just bludgeoning her for five to ten minutes. I want to see. Shayna Baszler, one punch over the top rope. She's down and out on the ground. Like straight up Drew McIntyre to, to Brock. Yep. And one thing I kind of want to see, just because we haven't seen these women there for, well, one of them I know for legitimate reasons because of her husband not being there, but I would like to see maybe AJ Lee come back. Um, and then also coming back to, as another perhaps surprise entrant because she's still not done with her, Caitlin from WWE because I remember they had like a crazy feud that was pretty interesting uh, the contract doesn't she right now um I don't know if she's 100% got a contract they had a whole thing that she was maybe going to be coming back to to NXT at one point but I don't know if she ever like 100% signed a contract or not it's kind of the same thing like there have been rumors back and forth about her uh just like there have been rumors recently about Ava Marie which, yeah. Right, which chances are, uh, and was it Melina? Oh no, we just saw Melina at the uh, Legends Raw, right? Mm-hmm. But she's not actually coming back for anything, or oh. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, so <clears throat> I don't, like I don't know. I I would like to see like I don't really remember how AJ Lee was in the ring to be honest with you, but I remember that feud between her and Caitlyn was like a very long one. But this is also. You know, you also remembering as WWE fans back then, and Vince likes to likes to make sure you don't remember much. But it would be kind of a big pop if you did remember their long feud uh, there. And I think AJ Lee would just get a big pop in general, or you know, a big sound noise from the WWE universe. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me, the thunder. A beat, big pre-recorded pop. Yeah, pre-recorded pop. Because no, I don't. I... Know- and Victoria, man. I don't know if she's still wrestling. Yeah. Victoria, I, used to, I used to love her back in the day. I thought she was such a great wrestler. Yeah, that's that's actually kind of the only issue I have with AJ Lee. Is AJ Lee, I don't think, is at a caliber that measures up with the current female wrestlers and fits more in with the with the average level of of uh, like Victoria and and Lita and Trish and Molly and that and, and that real first women's revolution. Okay, you know because there was good there was good female wrestlers there. It just wasn't the women's revolution in terms of Vince taking it serious. You know, right? I I think I figured out. I I don't even want Shayna Baszler to be the one who beats uh, Ronda Rousey. I want Brie Bella to be the one who beats Ronda Rousey. Uh, <laughs> Kelly Kelly. Beats Ronda Rousey. <laughs> oh my God, Kelly Kelly's gonna be in it and do her seven spin 
Virgin Rana. Oh, crap. Her absolutely horrible one. <laughs> yes. Come on, guys. We all know Stacey Keebler is going to come in and surprise win the Rumble, okay? Get out of here. Stacey Keebler won't ever be in a WWE ring again. She's too famous without. She's too what? Famous without. She doesn't need it. Uh, why? What does she do now? Whatever she wants. Whatever. <laughs> for, for a while, it was George Clooney. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, she likes him a little older. I mean, it is Clooney, you know. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. If George Clooney said to any one of the three of us, you want to make out it, we'd all have serious thoughts about it. We'd be like, well, it is George Clooney. <laughs> he was Batman. <laughs> Probably one of the worst Batmans, but he still was Batman. <laughs> no, see, yeah. if, you, if you use the Batman argument, I'd make out with Michael Keaton any day of the week. Um, yeah, absolutely. And not Fat Val, Val Kilmer. Not Fat Val Kilmer. If it's going to be Val Kilmer, it's going to be Val Kilmer from from uh, Tombstone. Straight up, yep. Agree yep with that. He could be my Huckleberry. I got no problem there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think we have a third crime. I am going to mute you guys for a few minutes, but <laughs> I think we have a third crime to approach here. Or not a pr- crime, a fantasy booking. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Mine might be kind of lame, but also might be kind of interesting. Um, so, as of right now, we have Drew McIntyre. This is going to be a lot of foresighting. So, get ready to be creative. So, as of right now, as of the start of 2021, you have Drew McIntyre as your Raw champion and Roman Reigns as your SmackDown champion. Who ends? Book me the last. Who ends 2021? with the championships so we don't have to book the whole year's work just book me like the uh the um, the bullet points if you will just like all right essentially i guess maybe mention who wins it at wrestlemania how long they keep it for or if they keep the rest of the time i was trying to research i guess it could have been an easy thing but i feel like every year has always been different like at the start of the year we have never seen the same people with both championships end the year i mean other than cm punk brock lesnar yeah you're right yeah but those two both have it more than a year so Mm -hmm. other than those yeah and if you want to add the women's championship into that you certainly can because i feel like with the with what they're doing with oscar i don't think she's going to keep it for very long all right, I'll go first on this. I'm going to go ahead and say um, the SmackDown Men's Championship, which is, I believe, the Universal title, um, is currently Roman Reigns, and I believe Roman Reigns breaks Brock's record um, and holds it through WrestleMania of next year oh, wow. or Elimination Chamber of next year. Something to, I mean, if if Rock doesn't have a match, then Rock won't want to t- want to take the title off of Roman. Um, so Rock could cost Roman the title at another pay-per-view uh, early next year. Um, but I think that's I, – I think they're leaving it on him until until they're pulling it off of him so he can fight The Rock. Um, that's a, That apparently might only be WrestleMania 39 since that's the one that's going to be in Los Angeles. At least that's a rumor now. So is that next year? That's not no. 2021. That's, 2022. that's 23. Oof. I don't think he holds it that long. <laughs> okay, I could see I could see Rock costing him it at WrestleMania in 2022, 
And in 2023, that's when Roman and Rock go at it for revenge. Okay. That would, yeah, I can see that. Um, so I, again, I'm going to say Roman through through at least Royal Rumble of next year and potentially WrestleMania of next year. Um, I, I'm probably wrong, <laughs> uh, but this heel work is fantastic. I don't, yeah, uh, I don't keep it up all the way that through the year, but it is. I, mean, I am liking it as of right now for sure. <laughs> I think I think Paul Heyman brings a lot to the table, and I think he can keep it keep it up because of that. Um, on Raw, though, I do see the WWE title being uh, one that can move around a little bit more. Um, I do believe Miz cashes in on Drew, or not necessarily on Drew, but in a triple threat of some type to put the title on himself. Um, I also believe Miz loses to the Royal Rumble winner. Um, and I think that guy holds it for quite some time. Um, but I really think it's a good opportunity to put the title on Keith Lee. And I think Keith Lee is, is a perfect, and I mean a perfect fit, to hold the title for a little while and be the consistent champion when they when they peel it off of Roman. Um, so I, think, well, I think there's three or, three or four WWE title holders this year. Um, but I think Keith Lee is the one who ends the year with it on. On Raw. Yeah. Yeah. There could be a draft. There could be a draft. He was just meaning that then down the road when Roman loses the title to whoever, Keith Lee is consistently the champion over on the other brand. So they they have continuity of a title at that time. Which we've talked a little bit about this before. I think titles moving is not a bad thing so long as it's athletes that you can really respect and enjoy. Um, or it's dirty wins, which is where the Miz plays in really, really well. Right. I mean, I think AJ, AJ's got one more WWE title in him. Um, he could be the one who takes it off of off of uh, the Miz. Um, I, I, I've already said I'd love to see John Morrison win it. Um, but and, and I'm rooting for John Morrison to win the Royal Rumble and, and get the title. I'd really love to see John Morrison and The Miz face each other at Royal at WrestleMania. That's probably not going to happen. Um, but I think there's a lot that you can do there. Um, but that's that's the those are the two I think in this year with the title on them. And I I truly do believe that Roman holds it all year. If Roman doesn't hold it all year, it's going to be a Drew McIntyre esque situation where he loses it for three weeks, and that's it. Okay, so so my turn. And um, I'm just going to take all the stuff you just said and piss all over it because uh, and on the Raw side, um, it is going to be John Morrison who ends the year as the champion. Uh, wow. Not, not Again, this is not predictions. That's not what this show is about. This is about us booking it. And for me, the storyline goes kind of like what you said. Um uh, Miz cashes in at Royal Rumble uh, after Drew McIntyre has been be- beaten down by Goldberg. Maybe he even wins. Goldberg doesn't become the champion. Oh, thank God. That's fine. But uh, the match is over. Drew McIntyre is is beaten up and, and exhausted. Miz comes in, cashes in, uh, and becomes the champion. However... Morrison's the one who wins the Royal Rumble, meaning at WrestleMania, it's best friends, friend versus friend for the championship. And uh, we've seen this storyline before in wrestling. 
you can be as great a friend as you want to, but when the championship's on the line, that goes out the window. And Morrison is the one who beats The Miz and ushers in a new heyday for work rate champions in on Raw brand. Uh, because overall, Raw has the work rate roster. It's got the roster of most of the, like... Like, well, work rate people. So you've got the more John Morrison's. You've got Kofi Kingston uh, when he comes back from his broken jaw. You've got uh, AJ Styles. You've got Mustafa Ali on Raw. You know, you've got all of these work rate uh, Ricochet on Raw. So Morrison being the champion makes all of them challenging feel more plausible. So you can have the matches for the rest of the year that put up the, the stars. Um instead of big guy matches. But that leaves a problem, or kind of doesn't, because I've got a solution for that problem. And that problem's name is Keith Lee, because he's too big but too good to constantly be losing to smaller work rate guys. But the solution is the superstar shakeup. The solution is Keith Lee going over to SmackDown and being the one who takes the belt off Roman Reigns. And I'm thinking fast, too. I'm thinking the draft happens. He gets drafted over to SmackDown the next week. He challenges. Maybe even you can have him be the Money in the Bank winner. And he gets over to SmackDown. He says, that's it. I'm taking out the big dog. And just immediately does it. And Roman Reigns then gets a couple weeks off, maybe even a month or so off. To, to lick his wounds because he's no longer the head of the table and in reality gets to just kind of relax and take a little bit of a vacation and then eventually he'll come back to challenge but at that point Keith Lee's finished the year as champion so that's my booking Morrison establishes the work rate championship on Raw Keith Lee gets to go over to Smackdown and run the show over there yeah I Keith Lee on there what was that I said, I find it interesting both of us had Keith Lee on there. Keith it's Lee, it has got to happen. It just has to. It, it should have happened by now already. It's a travesty that they haven't. Um, now, it, in part of this whole thing, in the Superstar Shake-Up, I have Raw continuing to be the work rate uh, show. And because of that, Murphy gets transferred over to Raw and gets to put on some absolute banger matches with uh, Morrison and the other Raw work raiders but that has nothing to do with the champion I'm not, i don't have murphy becoming champion so you have raw becoming 205 live on steroids um no, no i have raw becoming uh ring of honor on steroids <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. ring of honor on nationwide tv <laughs> i do i love the idea of morrison having the title i just don't i don't feel like he's a long-term title holder so do you do you have morrison winning it off of the Miz? Rest at Mania and holding it all the way through the year. Yeah, but can remember Morrison's still a heel, so even when he's putting on work rate matches, he can still win by heel tactic. Okay, so you're he, he almost becomes a bigger Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Yep. In fact, once he's the champion, the power dynamic between him and Miz changes because right now he kind of feels like Miz's sidekick. <laughs> That was the nice terminology. <laughs> and and after this, after he beats the tar out of Miz at WrestleMania and wins the belt, Miz would become Morrison's biatch. <laughs> um, so you have him staying friends? 
Uh, friends might be a uh, uh, nicer term. That they're more like associates. Associates, yeah. Or I, I don't know what's what. What do you call the guy in prison who uh, becomes friends with the big dog mostly because he knows that keeps him from getting his ass kicked? Because uh, not, not friends, but you know, it's knowing that that Morrison's the champion. Miz continues to hang around him because it makes him famous by default. Much like the storyline they're telling about the heel by doing a, a, a face thing. What was that? You have heel-stained heel by doing a face thing. Um, no, because cashing in isn't, isn't, uh, or winning the Royal Rumble and, and cashing in are both heel things, can be heel things. So, I mean, this is a heel versus heel match. Uh, and then they... At the end, are they pissed off that they, is Miz pissed off that he lost the title? I really, Probably. I want to, because you still have them associating with one another. Well, he can. You can be pissed off and still know that your your bread's buttered by hanging out with that guy. I mean, right now the storyline is Morrison is uh, the friend who's willing to do whatever because he knows that if Miz becomes champion, it raises his stature. So Miz knows that as well. If Morrison's champion by association, me hanging out with him makes me. I get I get more TV time. I get okay. And that and, works with being the A-lister who wants as much TV time as possible. So I kind of yeah. get that. Yep. So, and here's the deal is the heel tactics can come around, but they can always tell the story that Miz is just looking for his right opportunity to to take it off. But he knows, like, if Morrison gets beaten by Kofi, then Miz doesn't have a very good shot of taking it off of Kofi. Um if Morrison gets beaten by AJ Styles, Miz knows he probably doesn't have a shot of beating AJ Styles for it. So in those situations, he's gonna help Morrison win because it's better for him. But then Morrison faces off against a Mustafa Ali or or a Murphy. Miz might think, well, maybe if Murphy wins, they have a better shot. So maybe he doesn't really help Morrison in those times and you can play off that power dynamic. Okay. No, I get you. I still feel that feud is pending for sure. Like that has to happen. Yeah. Well, it's the feud between them is gonna happen. It's just whether it's over a strap or over something else. Like, mm. yo, really, they could have started that feud after the the attempted cash in, where Miz blames Morrison for not just losing the attempt, but the attempted cash in in the first place. I now I lost the chance to challenge. But instead, they just peed down their leg and just gave him back the money in the bank briefcase and said, yeah, that's fine, whatever. <laughs> yep. That would, uh, yeah, they initially could have just started it there, too. Oh, uh, I just hope they do do that, because I think a Miz and Morrison feud is really what we need. And if even if it lasts a good chunk of the year, I think it would be worth it. Mm-hmm. Especially adding in the potential for Morrison's wife to now be in the company, you know, uh... <laughs> That could be a sweetening the cake for her contract sort of a thing. Hey, listen, you sign up, we'll we'll give Morrison a run with the belt. Maybe. Okay. Uh, I kind of see it. All right. 
Well, on that note, we will move on to our game that we play every week on this, Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. I'm going to give a list of three current WWE wrestlers that they need to relocate to a different company, and then they will do the same back to me. Um, The first round, the choices are Andrade, Santos Escobar, and Angel Garza. Who's Santos Escobar? Uh, Former El Hijo del Fantasma. Oh, fair enough. Leader of that group. The <laughs> interim NXT cruiserweight champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just I didn't. I always know him by El Fantasma. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I missed your three people. Andrade, Santos Escobar, and Angel Garza. Oh, that's harder than it sounds. Yep. That was my goal. I don't like making these easy. Well, I think the better wrestler of those three, I feel like, is El Fantasma. But that might just be because I haven't seen Andrade and What's-His-Face do anything in quite some time. And them splitting apart, we just never see them on TV anymore. Well, that's because Zelina's not there anymore. And Garza is just, you know, still trying to find Cardi B. So, you know, um... Garza has so much talent, though. Yeah, I'll. We're, we're gonna put uh, Escobar into a dubs. I feel like Andrade is better than Garza, but Garza has at least the mic skills as well, so he might fit better in. You don't really need mic skills in Impact, but it certainly helps. Uh, so we're no, we're gonna have Garza go to Impact. And that leaves Charlotte's hubby going to R.O. Boy, you did not see um, Andrade in AEW or in NXT. Because I don't know uh, that you'd have Garza that above him. In, in really? Your there. Yeah. I, he was, okay, I definitely didn't see him in I, NXT. I've said this before. The, um, the Johnny Gargano versus Andrade feud is the reason I started watching NXT. Wow. I, I okay. watched... The, I, the first pay-per-view I watched was uh, Gargano versus Andrade. I think it was the first one of their two pay-per-views, two takeovers. Um, and, you know, I went into this not knowing Andrade from Adam um, and not knowing Johnny Gargano from Adam Cole, baby. Um, and I came out of it fans of both of them because they told such a great story in it. It was, I don't know if it got a star rating, I wouldn't be surprised if it did, but uh, but that was that was literally a match that made me an NXT watcher. So okay, fair. I definitely didn't watch from an NXT. Yeah. So the downside is Andrade does not have promo skills because of the language barrier. Yeah. So if, if that's why you haven't gone to ROH, that makes sense because Garza does have some promo skills because English is a second language, but it's a fluent second language for him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so, uh, on, uh, Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas at uh, Takeover Philadelphia was the first NXT five star match. I think the hard part for me on this is that Andrade does lack a finisher. Um, he has a signature move that is not really that impressive. Everything else he does in the ring is impressive. But the hammerlock DDT is just not something that makes you go, oh, wow. Um, 
I think for in-ring work, his in-ring work is so solid that I'd probably have him on AEW. Um, I also think that there's enough people with promo skills that I think he fits really well into Taz's group um, as maybe the 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 marquee guy um, with Taz's group. And then Taz could don him with the Taz mission, which would be really freaking cool to have him have a real finisher. So that's I that's where I go with Andrade, not because the other two aren't exceptional, but because I think that's that's the game. That's the piece that he lost with Zelina Vega that he gets back with Taz. Um, and then he gets another piece along with that in that he gets Taz's Taz mission, which would be really cool. Um, I uh, the, the harder part is um, between Garza and Alma or Garza and Santos. Um, Santos's heel work is a tier two heel work. I mean, uh, he's as hateable as as Seth Rollins um, authority Seth Seth Rollins. Um, it, it, it's it's that good, um, and I think that brings so much to ROH in terms of character work, and he fits well with the ROH roster um, in terms of wrestling as well. Um, his finisher is exceptional because it's essentially the one-winged angel without sitting him on their shoulders. He has him already in uh, like a, a power slams type setup. So I really like that in ROH, in ROH uh, which means Angel Garza brings that, that suave personality to impact, and I think that's gold too. I, that's that's where I go with them. Hmm, okay. Not because Escobar is a lesser person, but because I think I think it amplifies everybody involved in all three of those. And Garza, again, we always talk Ultimate X when we have a little guy going to Impact, and we talk big dudes versus big moose when we talk big dudes going to Impact. Um, Garza in the X Division, any one of them in the X Division is fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. Garza brings a charisma that's really close to um, S A W F T and actual talent and not being a douchebag. So playing a douchebag, but not actually being a douchebag in real life. Golly, man, I'd love to see those other two, though, against like um, from Inner Circle, Sammy Guevara. Ah, oh, geez, there's so much I'd like to see there. That's a tough one, like I said. Yep, that was my plan. I'm sticking with what I got. I think uh, I think Brian Cage and uh, Brian Cage and uh, um, Andrade can coexist uh, under Taz's tutelage for an extended amount of time. I, I'm going to stick with what I got. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel the same way. Of those three, Andrade to me has the overall bigger upside um, because I don't think he looks as out of place against bigger guys as the other two do you know you, you put andrade in the ring with with the brian cage it doesn't look quite so lopsided even though there's a huge size difference whereas angel garza versus brian cage would look a little bit silly you know in some ways yeah. i mean i guess they just had darby allen be brian cage so you know i guess but <laughs> i think the piece is that that andrade is about the same size as say cody mm-hmm who, yes, is small, but not tiny. Yep. He's small next to Cena and Orton, but that doesn't make him a little guy. You know, he's a 240-pounder, 230-pounder, something like that. 
But how big is he next to Hugh Can't See Me? Hugh Can't See Me? <laughs> so moving on, who's got the next challenge? Um, okay. I'll bite. Uh, we are going to go with blonde female wrestlers. Oh my god, it's half the roster. <laughs> Three quarters. Yeah, you're going to have to be a little more specific than that. <laughs> For sure. So you are going to go with Alexa Bliss, but in her fiend character. Um, you are going with Carmella, and I feel like we've used Charlotte Flair a bunch of times. Okay, wait. Bliss, Carmella, Bliss, Carmella, and Lacey Evans. I'll bite. Go for it. I uh, I I feel like Smarks is gonna go with fiend character, um, uh, fiend character Alexa to AE Dubs, and I like it. But at the end of the day, I don't. Alexa Bliss has great wrestling talent. She's not the wrestling talent that either of those other two you mentioned are. And I'm gonna, I, I, I probably can't go to Omaha for a couple months because I feel like Smarks will kick me in the nuts. Um, but uh, so I'm gonna go with. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. I think Lacey Evans has more pro. I, I Carmella cuts great promos and is such a bitch. God. But we already have one of those in Britt Baker. So I'm going to go with Lacey Evans to AEW. Um, just a certain amount of realism that she can bring. Uh, I would not have said that about Lacey Evans a year and a half ago. She has really developed in the ring. And now she's just saddled with a crap storyline. Um, I think she could do a lot in AEW. And I think she could reinvent her character very well if she wanted to. Or she could stick with the same one. Um, I think because of the existing invasion angle, uh, Alexa fits very, very well in impact. Um, and, and I think so frequently we say, you know, James Mitchell with, with dark character or Rosemary with dark character. I think a feud with Rosemary would be gold since you, you said we have to use Alexa's fiend character. Um, and I think, I think a, a feud with Rosemary or Havoc um either of those is fan fantastic uh with alexa and and because of their their incredible amount of skill um and lacy's or not lacy's uh, uh alexa's seriously b plus skill in the ring just and in a plus 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 um character work i mean probably the best character work we've seen in in ages comes from the two people in the fiend faction um uh, so I, I think I think that works for feuds with the dark characters, and and I know that that doesn't that the fiend's willing to go there, like so I think that works so well. Um, Mela, I, I struggled not to put her in AEW because she she just is so wonderfully irritating. Um, she's in the category. She's nearly to the level that the Iconics were when they were together, and almost as irritating as Billy Kay is right now. Um, I didn't realize that Billy Kay was the irritating iconic um, by herself. She can do that, uh, which makes her wonderful for work in the ring or for for voice work or, you know, I mean, Billy Kay's knocking on the door of Vicky Guerrero in terms of her showmanship on the irritating level. Um, and I think Mela is, you know, it, 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 again, we talk about those tiers where there's two at the top and five in the next level and eight in the next level or whatever it may be um boy mel is a tier three in terms of uh, promo skills um and and that's not bad that's not like 
I'm not putting her just two tiers above the worst promo skills. I'm putting her nearly the best promo skills. Um, and and her in-ring work is as good, if not slightly better, than Alexa Bliss. Um, I would probably say a little bit better than Alexa Bliss. So I I, I think in ROH she could flourish. Um, I think she could she, she could teach a lot of other people some how to be more irritating or or whatever uh, in terms of uh, promo skills. Um, the character work is definitely better from Alexa, um, and that's probably why I, I have her in Impact. Um, I think Lacey's a better all-around package, and AEW tends to focus on quality wrestling. And I think Lacey's probably the best wrestler of those three. Um, mm. And Smarks will kick me in the nuts the next time he sees me. So go ahead, Smarks. <laughs> well, see, here, here's where you get off on a technicality. <laughs> I said get off on a technicality. Um, <laughs> the technicality is the Fiend character. And this is not me me dogging on Alexa Blitz as the Fiend character. In fact, last night's Raw was a breakthrough for the character overall because um, she was able to do that transformation. And yes, part of it was pre-filmed. I get it, all of this stuff. But to be able to be the bubbly, loony character, and but then also do that absolute deadpan serious fiend sort of character as well was was awesome but i don't see room for that character in aew um if it's alexa bliss as regular alexa bliss i'd put her in aew all the time because and here's the reason that i say this um i don't think aew needs more in-ring talent in the women's division i think they've got all the in-ring talent in the world I think they need more character in this division um, because aside from Britt Baker and aside from their newest one Abaddon who's got sort of a character what what is Hikaru Shida's character? Badass Asian wrestler yeah bad, badass Asian wrestler okay what is uh, Nyla Rose's character? Bad, bad badass Native American wrestler Native American wrestler right what is Big Swole's character. Badass black woman wrestler. <laughs> do, do you get what I'm getting at here? They need a character. Now, Britt Baker's got a character. Um, badass dentist. Badass dentist wrestler. <laughs> um, uh, and Abaddon has the zombie girl character. So that's at least something. But that's where I would have put Alexa Bliss. Yeah, Chris Tatlander is the alien, although she's been out injured. Um, she's been back on being the elite this last couple weeks, so... Well, I guess she was uh, not on last week's, but that was a different thing altogether. That was a Brody Lee tribute. Um, but she's been back recently. Um, but but I think that's what AEW needs. However, they don't need the Fiend character. So that stipulation is the only reason I don't put Alexa Bliss in AEW right now. Um, frankly, if she's got to be the Fiend character, AEW and Impact fits way better because you've got Rosemary... You've got the sinister minister, James Mitchell. <laughs> I don't want to put Alexa with James Mitchell, but it's the only place she really fits. You don't have to character. together, though. I mean, remember that—that's kind of where I went. Was mm-hmm. you can have a but, really- <laughs> Where I disagree, however, is on Lacey Evans versus Carmella. I think Carmella has the bigger upside than Lacey Evans overall. Not saying it's a huge difference. Lacey Evans has vastly improved 
over the past year and a half. But in in the end, I think Carmella has the better overall in-ring work and uh, potential in-ring work, as well as the better characters uh, arcs. So I would put Carmella in AEW and Lacey Evans would end up in Ring of Honor. That's fair. I mean, I... It was a struggle between those two for me, so I'm not I'm not and, at all. And and some of it comes down to this: Lacey Evans' character, um, while she's she's got a certain skill to it, it's flip flopped so much, and it's never been consistent work. Yeah. Um, Very valid. I mean, three weeks ago she was a face, now she's a heel, but her character didn't change really. She called when she was a face. She still called people you nasty. It, it's it's a little over the top and and still needs work in my opinion. Whereas Carmella now, Carmella's new character, I frankly I don't know as much about because again, Sling TV doesn't let me watch SmackDown Live. Um, it's the same freaking character. But uh, her her Staten Island princess character, she played so perfect. And uh, I think that in in AEW, I think fits better. So Carmella to AEW, the Fiendette to Impact, and Lacey Evans to Ring of Honor. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you can't really be mad at any of them, really, because the fact that I gave you the Fiend, I think I do want to see the Fiendette versus Abaddon though so badly. <laughs> But that's only one match, and you got to think of the rest of her career. Or at least the rest <laughs> of the time. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I'm going <laughs> to... I was really nice with my original open. Um, I, I thought we had a lot of fun with that. Um, I'm going to make you guys angry just to close out the show, because I feel like that's not fair to you guys if I don't close out the show with a little bit of anger. Um, so I'm going to do crappy sidekicks. So <laughs> you are taking... Um, Crappy sidekick number one, James Ellsworth. Crappy sidekick number two, and returning to the ring last night, Gilberg. <laughs> and crappy sidekick number three, um, we're going to use Hornswoggle. WWE character versions of each of those. So you can't use Swoggle, you have to use Hornswoggle. You have to use James Ellsworth, not James Ellsworth, the uh, whatever world champion he is or was. Um, you have to use the crappy sidekick character. Okay. I I think I've got this already. Uh, Hornswoggle goes to Impact so he can wrestle against the Wee Nominal One. Yes. <laughs> which is okay. also Swoggle. Um, so they can do that like Karate Man versus Hidden Page. Fair enough. And yeah, they're, they're willing to do it. They've shown it a couple times. <laughs> um, uh, Ellsworth to Ring of Honor, even though, to be perfectly honest, Ellsworth has the best ring ability of them all. Um, I just think from a uh, nostalgia standpoint, because everyone likes to uh, complain that AEW is just WCW 2.0, them having Gilberg on there, (laughs) I think is, is too good to pass up. I wouldn't have used him, but he came back recently. Yes. <laughs> I I have to say that as soon as they announced that Goldberg was going to be on the dirt sheet with Miz and Morrison, I was like, no, it's not going to be Goldberg. <laughs> there's there's no way they waste Goldberg on on the dirt sheet. There, You know, first of all, 
he's not going to travel down to not face off with Drew McIntyre. Like, Goldberg thinks pretty highly of himself. Yeah. And he's not going to waste some time, his time with something that's not. Now, if, if it was going to be via Skype, then maybe. But I was like, no. If he's going to be there, no, it's not. Um, fun fact, the fake Drew McIntyre was uh, Hollywood actor David Crumholtz, most n- known from the TV show Numbers. Oh, shit. Okay. Or um, to uh, D.A. Fabe and I as Mr. Universe from Serenity. Oh, really? Um, I did not recognize that at first. Someone had to point it out to me, and I was like, that's David Crumholtz? He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, and he put on a wig and came out to be fake Drew McIntyre. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's what I would do. What would you do, JLB? <sighs> Do you have uh, Gilbert in AEW, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, yeah, so... Because I, I feel like you can't put Hornswoggle anywhere else but an Impact. Because, sorry, that Ye Phenomenal thing was just freaking awesome. And the you Phenomenal have, one. Yeah, like, amazing. Uh, I will not put Gilbert in anywhere in a main company ring so Gilbert is going to ROH and uh, we'll see how the Hollywood actor goes in AEW and perhaps he can even get a TNT deal with that for a movie or something Ellsworth? Uh, Ellsworth? Oh it's Ellsworth sorry mm-hmm. uh, yeah Ellsworth hey he doesn't have to worry about taking one on the chin in, in AEW no and I feel like he'll be Britt Baker's sidekick and she'll get rid of uh, the other girl God, that'd be fantastic <laughs> or they could be both their they could be I mean, both her sidekicks and they would like always feud against each other or they get her love or whatever now, now if they really wanted to be very very meta they could uh, have Ellsworth be Britt Baker's sidekick and have Britt Baker entered into the a Royal Rumble for the vacant AEW Women's Championship marked as the first AEW Women's championship royal rumble and had to have ellsworth win it um just to to mirror him winning the first money in the bank women's money in the bank <laughs> and then and then do do a big stink about no of course we're not gonna let that happen restart the match <laughs> yeah that would be amazing Get it, take it on the chin because he doesn't have one. Yeah. Get it. Actually, uh, fun trivia Ellsworth wrestled in the Indies after he left WWE, and um, his gimmick on the Indies was that no one could put him in a headlock or any sort of chin lock because he didn't have a chin. <laughs> so, like, people would try to put him in an STF or something like that, and, and their arms would just slip off because he had no <laughs> chin. <laughs> they also had a he was champion of some yeah that's what I was talking about yep. for for a while and uh ended up having a match against Gilberg. Oh, I think I remember reading that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, he, why did they let him go exactly? Just they were like, "Oh, we're not doing anything with you anymore." This whole uh Carmella thing got old. They they took some serious flack from Carmella not just winning on her own. Um, there was a lot of people who thought that that was uh, sexist or or devalued the women's division they're trying to build up at the time. Oh, okay. And they did it twice with him, and and 
really quickly they had to go, okay, you can't come back, man. He also had well, a really crap feud with, with Braun. Yeah. There's the other thing. Ellsworth actually wasn't wasn't originally supposed to be a long-term character in WWE at all. He was brought in for a short squash thing. Um, with Braun. With Braun. And uh, they liked him so much, and he got such a uh, good response from the crowd that they brought him back. And somehow or another, he was able to luck out to... I think he was in WWE for like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, he was... Ne- as far as I know, he was never under a full contract. He was basically still on a per-appearance thing. And they eventually just decided they didn't have a... a re- room for him anymore and just let him go now later he did have some uh controversy um it wasn't the speaking out movement but it was something similar to that but i think he's been able to put that behind him much like he did his chin it's behind him (laughs) but anyways well on that note we've had a lot of fun uh Sending people around to other uh, things and booking some Royal Rumble surprises and becoming TV producers. So I think we will bring this episode to the end. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU, actually, across any of the social medias. You can find me there. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K Fabe, and I might answer in six months. Yeah, get around to it eventually. You know, it might happen. Um, you can also follow JLB at JLB420. Real Talk Radio is the brand. On Twitter, that's at Real Talk Radio 8. On Insta, it's at Real Talk Radio Online, where you will find the latest post of Trump's pardons if you care. And um, yeah, re. Um, Anchor.fm slash RTR is where you can find all the streams to my lovely little podcast. And uh, we hope to be putting up some more stuff soon because I need to update you guys on more stuff. And uh, a website is still not updated, so it will not get mentioned aside from that mention. And uh, that's it, good sir. Thank you again for calling me and officially giving me the label of partner. Um. You make sure to subscribe to us. I mentioned that before, but every podcast platform has a subscribe or like or follow or something like that. That way you get notified every time we post a new episode. Uh, review us on Apple Podcasts if you can. Give us five stars, just like the number of stars you will give your vacation if you ever go to beautiful Turks and Caicos. It's Caicos. They say now, it wrong. I've been saying it Caicos, so I pronounced it Caicos. Oh, fair, fair. It's really Turks and Caicos. <laughs> um, you can also find links to the social medias and the Wix site and, and all of that stuff in the doobly-doos for this episode. Um, so there you can find all the ways to listen to the show, read our blog, uh, connect to us on social media. You can also find the link to the Patreon site, patreon.com slash rawandorderwbu, and links to our merch store at shop.spreadshirt.com slash rawandorderwbu right in the the doobly-doos so make sure to check that out and on that note we will close the book on the fantasy booking institute uh thank you all listening we will see you soon i think next time i should use jlb as the crappy wrestling sidekick since he's a partner (laughs) now